You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining in. If you'd like to call in and participate, you can do so at 608-501-0718. This is officially, and I know this is weird, normally these are at night and whatnot, as I mentioned last night. Um, I want to get caught up, and also pretty much all my thoughts on this, well, 90% of them came out yesterday on the on the Packernet After Dark, but um, I'm assuming it'll come up because you guys will want to talk about it because there's nothing else to talk about aside from, you know, these topics and whatnot. So, so that's why we're doing what we're doing. But get this special announcement, episode 200 today of Packernet After Dark. We're at, I think we're close to 1,700 on the other podcast. This is episode 200 of this podcast, so... Good stuff, good times, keeping it rocking. All all things told, all combined, pushing 2,000. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyways, let's get this thing, wait, change the settings here. Let's get this thing started with Jay-Z Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, it's Jersey Mike. Sorry, I'm laughing because I'm just listening to your uh, Packard and After Dark. And you mentioned uh, Mouse City. Um, yeah. I, I just... I, I, you missed the giant thing here. And it makes it even funnier. So, so you're absolutely right about everything that happened in that, uh, up until I believe they removed even more of the food source. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of the mice decided to, uh, exercise their dominance and become cannibals. Well, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Uh, uh, so yeah, the the mice all segregated. The the big ones segregated. I'm I'm too happy right now. The big mice segregated themselves off. The small mice, the sissy mice, as you said, they they uh, grouped up in cities. And when the food started to run out, they started eating each other. Oh God, are you telling me that New Yorkers are cannibals? Um, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with that one. Yeah. 
Everybody heard it here first. Ryan believes that all New Yorkers are going to become cannibals. Oh, you made my day. You made. <laughs> Uh, anyway, go back, though. Well, the entire point of that, Jersey Mike, was to make you happy and to give you some ammunition against your rivals over there in New York. So now you got some more ammunition. You can just call them cannibals. And I'm sure they'll be super offended by that because the truth hurts. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Hey, Ryan. Hey. This is Aaron. Hey. I haven't called in a long time. What's up, Aaron? Um, so I figured I'd just call again and let you know that I'm alive. I mean, it's probably all that you've been working about. Correct. Ever since the last time I called, like a month ago or whatever. Yep. Um. Anyway, so there was this Bears trade for the first overall pick, whatever, and they got the ninth pick, right? And all that other stuff, and DJ Moore. And then everyone's blowing up and saying, oh, Justin Fields with DJ Moore is going to be so good. And it's just like they traded back from the first overall to the ninth overall. That's not still out of the range of the of the Bears drafting another quarterback. Like they're acting like it's a for sure thing that Justin Fields is the guy and everything, and that takes away all of the chances of them drafting a quarterback. But it's like they're at pick nine. There's what like five or six quarterbacks that could could potentially go top ten, mm-hmm. as from what everyone's reporting. And they're, so the Bears are still in that range, and there's plenty of quarterbacks that they could choose from. So it, it, everyone is acting like, oh, yeah, that just automatically determines that the Bears are not going to draft a quarterback. I think that's ridiculous. I think there's, it's perfectly reasonable that, okay, they got a receiver. They got all these picks. They could very, very well take a quarterback at pick nine. And... I just think it's all this, it's, it's just silly, all this reporting and everything that's going on and whatever. But all I know is that Jordan Love is hopefully going to be our quarterback, and I cannot wait for all these other fans of the Vikings, of the Bears, of pretty much every other, one, every other team to realize that Jordan Love is not as bad as they think he is going to be. Not saying he's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Only Aaron Rodgers has ever been Aaron Rodgers. And, but Jordan Love is going to be Jordan Love. And, oh, boy, I cannot wait. Anyways, have a good day, Ryan. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy life. I will. Um, yeah, I'm with you on Jordan Love. I'm excited. I'm ready to get started. I'm ready to see what he's got. Um, as far as the Bears thing, um, I'll say that the odds are not zero, but they've got to be pretty close on the quarterback thing. I'm just trying to think how that could possibly work. Um, you'll have to excuse the screaming baby noises. Sorry if you can hear that. Um, look, I mean, the, the obvious question would be, if you wanted a quarterback, why would you move away from one? And the answer could be, well, because we want picks and a quarterback. Well, then my next question would be, number one, what if there's not a quarterback, which there probably won't be? Um, and then two, because I think there's four quarterbacks, and I think they're all projected to be gone by nine. Especially, well, they wouldn't expect the Bears to do that, so nobody would jump the Bears. But the question would be, why did you move all the way back to nine when you could have moved back to four? You get picks, and you still get a quarterback at least. You're going to get some kind of a quarterback because there's four. That's assuming you like all four. But going back to nine, I think you have to accept the fact that there's a good chance you're not getting one. Now, is it possible? Let's, let's lay out the one possible, possible scenario 
where Ryan Poles is looking at the situation and he says, you know, I really like, um, let's say, C.J. Stroud or something, right? I really like the guy. So do we stay here and take C.J. Stroud or do we trade back and get picks and keep Justin Fields? And he weighs it and he goes, ah, I guess Fields in the picks is slightly better than Stroud. Now, what happens if Stroud happens to slide for whatever reason to nine? Because now you can have your cake and eat it too. Do you take him? Now, I would really, 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 really doubt it because I think he would be absolutely eviscerated by the media. Like, why the heck did you trade back if you wanted Stroud to begin with? Or they would say he's the biggest magician, greatest genius in the history of the world for being able to pull that off. I don't know what what they would say. Probably the latter because everything Poles does is the most amazing thing in the world. They treat him like a five-year-old that does a finger painting. Like, everything is so, oh, that's so wonderful. You should put it on the fridge. (gasps) Oh, you traded back? Oh... Should we frame it? Grandma, look. Look what she did. Aw. Yeah, she traded back in the draft and got fair market value. Oh, good job. Oh, my goodness. That's probably... this. You know, this is the best trade I've ever seen. Did you know that? This is amazing. When you grow up, you are going to be an artist. You're going to be a draft artist. Did you know that? You are amazing. We're framing this and putting it on the fridge. Magnetic frame, okay? amazing. It's amazing. But anyways, I I think it's more than likely that they decided not to get a quarterback and and then traded back. If if they were at four, you could maybe convince me of that nine. The uh, the only thing would be to trade up and you'd have to trade up to like three. And if you do that, you're going to give away pretty much everything you got. You'd probably end up keeping the player and that's about it. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you can keep that uh, 2025 second round pick or something. But otherwise, uh, you're, you're kind of running on E. Sorry, I knew that would be a long one. Uh, just to finish up again, if you're going to kick the can down, it seems like a good time to do it would be when you have... You know what? I uh, messed that up. Let me try that one more time. Wrong one. Sorry. Hey, Ryan. It's Craig hey, from Craig. Indiana. Um, just wanted to talk about something different than Rogers. And by the time this is playing, maybe that's all anyone wants to talk about. But um, no. I just want to comment on <laughs> the frustration of kind of kicking... Uh, the salary, you know, the the salaries down the road, kind of kicking the can down the road. And I hear a lot of frustration with that. But I, I don't know. When I look at it, a, a few years ago, we made the, the the decision to go all in and brought the Smith brothers in and Adrian and, and uh, we're building a team. And, and it did seem to pay off. We had 13-3 uh, records a few years in a row and, and – uh, and, and clearly had Super Bowl quality teams as far as the talent. Um, I think had we not blown the games against the Buccaneers and against the 49ers in the playoffs, that uh, we easily could have went to the Super Bowl and probably won both of those Super Bowls. And if that was the case, I don't think anyone would probably be complaining as much about kind of going all in and kicking the can down the road. Um, but we just happened to play a couple of crappy games. Uh, but on paper, we definitely had um, a good teams. And um, the other thing, and it impacted, I know, all the teams, but, I, you know, I'm sure the, the COVID impact of the salary cap probably threw off the plans a little bit for the Packers on what they were going to do with some people. So maybe that's maybe not excusing them, but part of the reason why we have to do more of that. Um, there clearly are a couple of really bad contracts. I'll agree with that with Rodgers and, um, even redoing Savage. Um, but, you know, if you have a good team, you're paying people pretty good money. 
Um, and I was just looking at who was over the salary cap as of in January before all these re-signings. But, you know, some pretty good teams up there, right? Buccaneers were way over, and the Vikings and the Chargers and Bills, they were all worse than we were. Dolphins were about where we were. Um, and uh, the teams that have a boatload of salary caps, uh, with the exception of two in the top ten, uh, are, you know, the Bears, Falcons, uh, Texans, uh, Patriots, the only two really strong teams are the 49ers and, and Bengals who have some good cap room. I guess you could argue the Ravens as well. Um, so, um, it also seems like if you're going to kick the can down the field, the time to do it is when you got a lot of rookies playing for you. And, uh, we have a boatload of rookies still on their rookie contracts, which makes them somewhat affordable. Uh, and they're in productive positions. You know, you got Quay and Wyatt and Watson and Dobbs and Zach Tom and Enik Bari and even looking at some of the older ones with, uh, um, AJ Dillon and, and, um, Josh Myers and Eric Stokes and stuff. Continuing. Sorry, I knew that would be a long one. Uh, just to finish up again, if you're going to kick the can down, it seems like a good time to do it would be when you have some relatively, um, value players on your team like rookies who are contributing and several of those guys are starters or good rotational players but so again not thrilled about it either but it, 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 I kind of understand I guess the timing and what we did and again it definitely would have paid off with a couple of decent playoff games um, let me know your thoughts on any of that take care bye yeah, I mean, I, I think my biggest thing right now is I, I want to start getting this cleaned up, whether it was the fault of COVID or just going all in with Rodgers or whatever the case may be. Let's let's try to course correct, right? The salary cap is going through the roof. If we can just have normal contracts, right? Not contracts that go from 6 to 40, right? Next year we got, what, uh, David Bakhtiari is on the, on, the, on the hook for 40. We can't be doing that stuff. And well, we're not going to pay. I know we're not. What, what we're going to end up doing is adding void years or whatever the situation is going to be, and we're going to end up uh, having to pay him after he leaves, and that's going to be a nightmare. And that's what I would like to stop too, if at all possible. Um, I, I I just want if if somebody's going to cost a lot of money, that's fine. They're worth a lot of money, but we can't be doing these kinds of contracts that are really really low to start and then spike. I mean, the Packers have always done that to some degree where it's really low early and then there's like a, a bump and then, but that's, it's a little more gradual and there's not all these void years and everything else. And it's all the restructuring. The restructuring makes it even more, you know, it's kind of like when you, when you do a contract and the first year is low and then there's a bump and then it's gradual. And when you restructure, you're doing it again and you just, you kind of, it's, it's like those little, uh, I don't know, those dumb little toys when you squeeze it. Um, you know, like you, the head gets real big or whatever, you squeeze the end of it and it kind of puffs up and then you squeeze it a little bit more and then the head gets giant and you just keep squeezing it and squeezing it. What happens to the other side? It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it eventually gets to the point where it's about to pop. That's what we're doing with all these restructures. We're just squeezing down one side so the other side inflates. So I'd like to, again, just start to clean that up a little bit. Um, I think we're going to. I think we're in a good spot with the cap. And, you know, that that's used sometimes as a defense of like, well, you might as well do it because the cap explodes so much. Well, the problem is we're not able to utilize the explosion rather than some teams where it's like the cap goes through the roof and we've got a clean cap. And now we've got 40 million bucks to spend in free agency. We're sitting here going, well, we're at negative 10. But if we restructure, oh, we're at tw- plus 20 now. Dang, what's up? We got enough to do nothing in free agency. You know, I would I would like to just 
have the amount of money that we should have because we're responsible with the gap. And if we're broke because we're loaded with studs, so be it. But that ain't why we're broke right now. But once we offload Aaron Rodgers next year, his contract won't be on there and we can kind of work our way out of this David Bakhtiari situation. And hopefully we don't just keep hitting wave after wave after wave of bad decisions. We can slowly climb our way out one way or another. The, the other question would be what happens if uh, um, Jordan Lovelock gets us to the playoffs this year? Are we just right back all in? <laughs> Are we just like, let's just run it back, baby? I don't know why we wouldn't be. I mean, well, I guess I do know why we wouldn't be, because it's not two years and then we're done. You want to have sustained success. And, and then the problem is you're going to have that sort of Ted Thompson thing, and people are going to get upset because you're kind of just staying afloat. You're not, like, going all in. But the whole thing is like, well, the point of go all in is you're you're expending all your resources now and having none later. So it's it's like you're you're kind of... You're not set up to succeed beyond the next couple years. And you want to be able to succeed. So you want this like sort of level sustained success in hopes that one of these times you kind of have enough of a team and a scheme and all this stuff together so that you can punch it in and get a Super Bowl. We did that once last time. And look, I, I have a hard time blaming Ted Thompson. We had a stacked roster for a long time and we just could not get the job done. And the same thing with Matt LaFleur. Complain about Brian yeah, you can complain about Brian Gutekunst all you want, but that was a freaking loaded, loaded, loaded roster. 2019, 2020, 2021, even 22 had a pretty good roster. We should have been better than we were. But 2019 was a loaded roster that just wasn't able to be good enough. 2020 was stupid. 2020 was ridiculous. That was our window. And that's why I can't blame Brian Gutekunst, because we are just freaking loaded, 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 loaded with talent. And again, to bring it back to the Aaron Rodgers thing, if you are as good as you say you are, this elite Hall of Fame, whatever, and you're dragging teams and all this stuff, and you've got all this stuff. We're talking best wide receiver in football. You've got all this stuff as far as offensive line. I know Bakhtiari was dealing with stuff, but offensive line, running backs, wide receiver number one cornerback in football, best pass rusher in football, number one wide receiver in football. Like, come on, down the freaking line, and this team can't get it done? And I'm supposed to blame the GM? Because he didn't draft, like, a wide receiver? Because a rookie wide receiver is supposed to save us? Really? You know what I mean? So, anyways, point is, I feel like some people just always want to blame the GM when the team doesn't go well. And the question is, do you have good players? Because if you do, shut up. (laughs) And I look at a good roster that dominates and then falls off in the playoffs. And you got players going, I don't know, we just don't believe in ourselves. It's like, okay, well, you guys suck. And it's not the GM's fault. The only thing the GM did wrong, aside from this Aaron Rodgers debacle, which again, hindsight, couldn't have known this was going to blow up in his face this bad. Aside from making the mistake of keeping Aaron Rodgers too long, is not just throwing guys off the team that have this mopey, nonsense attitude. We just don't believe in ourselves anymore. Okay, time to go. Bye-bye. Signed you up for a self-help seminar. Go get some motivation. Go talk with Tony Robbins or something. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, Ryan, it's Goose. I'm hey, just calling Goose. because I'm listening to Packer Not After Dark that came out on Sunday to... Uh, Jersey Mike's comments about New York. Let's do this. 
Um, well, I'll agree that people from New York City think that they are the center of the universe. Yep. Um, New York City is the greatest thing in existence. I take a little bit of exception to upstate is just, uh, you know, New York hillbillies. I grew up in upstate New York. I love upstate New York. I would say we're the more civilized of the two groups. Yeah. I, I will say I did go to Buffalo and I was kind of stunned that it was like, it was a little disappointing because it's like you're in New York, but this is not New York. Like, I, I, I'm not even kidding you. I was, there's zero difference between Buffalo, New York and Wisconsin. Zero. I went up to Buffalo. We got out there late. We went to a bar. Everybody in there was super cool. I, it was weird because like I'm a Packer fan and my buddy was a Bills fan who I drove out there with. We went to go see a Bills game and, um, you know, like, oh, yeah, what are you a fan of or whatever? And I'm, I'm just so used to when you're not in Wisconsin, everybody hates you. Like, you're in Illinois, oh, you Packers suck. And he was like, you know, you're Packers. Oh, I love the Packers. Everybody was super cool, throwing back drinks. And the uh, Buffalo wings were the best freaking wings I've ever had. They had. It was funny. We went to this place. Goose, you might even know what the place is because, you know, you grew up there or whatever. But it was somewhere, I think, in downtown Buffalo. I could be wrong. But it was a tiny little bar, and up on the wall was the recipe for the buffalo wings. Like, just right there. Like, here's how we make it. And I think they just, like, deep fry it in butter or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, you know, kind of remote, kind of small-town feel. They got the corner bars, like in Wisconsin. You know, there's bars all over the place. You go in, have a couple beers and some chicken wings. In Wisconsin, it's probably more burgers and pizza. But, you know, you get wings for sure. And I'm sure you guys do burgers and pizza, too. But then we went out and tailgated, and there's no ta- there there is no tailgating like Buffalo Bills and Green Bay Packers. I went out there; it was wild. It's not it's not like Lambeau, where it is like several miles long of like what the heck is this? You got like the flags flying, you've got like double decker buses. I mean, just madness. But as far as just like this was like a college party when we went to the Buffalo Bills. It was it was the mud lot. It was just people at, at their trailers of their trucks. People invited us in. They were super warm and welcoming and nice. They were not nice to the Dolphins fans. I will say that. They're a little bit more rough around the edges than Packer fans. I mean, I guess I don't know that for sure, but I, I've been to two Packers-Lions games. I never saw any Lions. I don't know if I saw many Lions fans, but not, I didn't see anybody get mistreated. Freaking Dolphins fans in Buffalo, that was rough. <laughs> that was a little rough. They're still New Yorkers at the end of the day, but but no, just super nice, welcoming people. Like, they told us, come on in. They We drank their beer and everything else. and. It was it was Wisconsin. It was it was way more. I, I haven't been to New York City, but I'm telling you, Buffalo, New York, is 98 percent Wisconsin, and I would guess like seven percent New York. Like they don't even have New York accents. We drove out there. We went into a bar. I remember we went into a bar to get beer at like I don't know three in the morning or something, and they were shocked to find out that in Wisconsin, like they cut you off at I don't even know what the time is, but like liquor stores cut off at like ten or something. And you can't even start selling liquor again until like eight in the morning. Or we told them that, like, oh, you you can't even do this in Wisconsin. They're like, wait, Wisconsin? Like the super drunk state? We're like, yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, you go into the store, and it's like I'm expecting to hear all these New York accents or whatever. And it's like that's he, this guy talks like me. Why does he talk like me? Did we not leave Wisconsin yet? I know I've been sleeping, but I feel like I've been sleeping a long time in the back seat. So yeah, I don't know. I I've been to New York, but I've I've never been to New York. Pretty nice. I won't deny that it gets pretty redneck up there, <laughs> but it's a wonderful place to live. And it's so you can call them rednecks, just not hillbillies. Beats the crap out of New York City, which 
aside from having really good food in the Yankees, is a trash hole. All cities are trash holes. It is just one big garbage pit. And it is the most overrated place I know. So that's all I had to say. Thanks. That's every... There's just there's some there's there's two kinds of people. There's people that look at cities and they look up at the buildings and they go, "Wow, this is beautiful." And then there's people like me that don't look up; they look down, and I see garbage and the walls are all dirty and scummy and the people are all dirty. I mean, there's like nice cars driving by on the roads and like inside the hotel is nice, but everything's dirty. It's all like dirty, black, moldy, like moss-filled cement everywhere. There's trash and it stinks and it's like, isn't this beautiful? Like, what are you talking about? Do you see this? Like, the bricks are all falling apart. Like, yeah, it's history. This is from 1894. It's like, okay, well, it's old and it's trash. It's garbage. Like, show me a a, a million dollar house that was made in 2020 and I will marvel at its beauty. A building that's falling down with pea stains on it? I don't know. I, it's not for me, I guess. To each their own. Ryan? Hey! Hi! Hi. What's up? So, I decided to watch last year's, uh, the second Vikings game, where yeah. we kicked their freaking hey, mother-loving you-know-what. Hey, yeah, I know. Because I just needed something happy to watch, and I go. just thought that would be so happy to rewatch. Yeah, that's a good one. Anywho... You know your little discussion about the whole... Uh, so condescending about everything. Your little discussion, little boy. A rugby one-yard thing yeah. and how you don't want them to change it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I'm with you on that. Thank you. <laughs> there is too much change being made just for the sake of change. I agree. Rather than just letting things play out. Because as you said... This goes back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. First, the offense has the advantage, and then the defenses tend to catch up, and then all of a sudden the offenses have a new idea, and the defenses catch up, and blah, 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 blah. So I'm watching this game, and I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, I know I'm not wrong, um, <laughs> the Packers stopped the Vikings three times in a row inside the five-yard line. Yeah. If that was such an easy play... Why didn't the Vikings get a touchdown? I mean, come on. Right. Do they not have one of the greatest running backs in the NFL? I'm I'm pretty sure they they do. Um Yeah. So I'm I'm in agreement with you. Just leave it alone. Things end up working themselves out in the NFL. It's how it's been forever and a day. We gotta stop putting our hands in the pot and trying to change things up just for the sake of change. It's dumb. Okay. Well, hopefully by the time this plays out, Aaron has made a decision whether it's gonna be retirement or going to the Jets. My vote is retirement, as selfish as that sounds. I really don't want him to go play with the Jets. I I think it'd be kinda cool if he retired as a Packer and played his whole career as a Packer. So that's where I'm at. I don't hate Rodgers. I just want it to be done. Okay, bye bye. Yeah, I'm I'm way off on the uh, let him retire a Packer thing. I I'm just not that sentimental. Give me the picks. Give me the players. Give me whatever you got. Give give me the haul. Give me the money. But yeah, I mean, uh, what you said about why didn't they just get a touchdown is, is one of the points that I made about that. Is why don't we at least make them prove that it is a problem before we call it a problem? 
saying that it's a problem and everyone's just going to get this automatically. Well, that's not even true yet. At least let it become a problem to where it's an unwatchable product because guys are just pushing for first downs and pushing for touchdowns. But the fact that teams are not doing that and we're still going to try to call it a problem and implement new rules to not allow people to do basic football stuff because in your mind you just don't like a certain play, I think that is a um, little overbearing would be the way that I would put that. By the way, breaking news, since this is Monday morning, uh, might as well do some breaking news here. Breaking for me, not for you. The Lions are signing former Bears running back David Montgomery per sources. Now, there was a lot of talk about David Montgomery not being a Bear, which absolutely shocked me. I thought he was a great running back. This this makes me happy for so many reasons because the Bears are out there making moves and still going backwards. <laughs> they signed another wide receiver. This makes like the ninth wide receiver they've added that Bears fans have swore up and down is going to make them the greatest team in football. He is probably the best wide receiver that they draft or that they brought in, but everybody else that they brought in has been complete garbage, so I'm really not worried about it. Otherwise, they they way overpaid for two linebackers and got a guard. And now they lost David Montgomery, who for the longest time was the only thing that worked on this team. As time went on, there were two things that worked. Uh, David Montgomery running and Justin Fields running. Oh, there's the other running back too. But um, So now they lost David Montgomery. And it's to the Lions, which is also funny because just like the Bears keep swinging and swinging. And by the way, this goes way back. This goes back to Allen Robinson. This goes back to, I I, I don't even know. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the, there was, who's that super speedy guy they had for a while? They were bringing in so many guys. They've, they, they've done nothing but bring in wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver. And Allen Robinson was decent for a little while. And other than that, it hasn't worked since Brandon freaking Marshall. But they love bringing in their wide receivers. But the only thing that's similar to that is the Lions and their running backs. How many freaking running backs have they drafted? How many running backs have they brought in now? They they drafted Swift, and it was weird because they had just drafted another guy. I forget who it was. They drafted a guy, and then they drafted Swift to replace that guy because he sucked so much. And, th- and this is after like several, several, several years of the Lions trying to get a run game and just being completely inept at it. They, they draft a guy, then they replace him with Swift. And this is, you know, they had Amir Abdullah, who they drafted, which was another person. Um, then they bring in Jamal Williams, and then they lose Jamal Williams. Now they bring in David Montgomery, and Jamal was fine. He was a, he was a great touchdown hawk or whatever you want to call it. They had a decent uh, rushing attack, I guess. But, man, this is just a beautiful, beautiful thing where the Bears lose the one thing that was working and put them on a team where they don't know how to run the ball and the Bears are going out trying to get wide receivers when they can't pass the ball. They go get a mediocre guard, a couple mediocre uh, linebackers, massively overpay everybody. Bears suck, man. They freaking suck. Anyways, why don't we take a break, and uh, we'll take some more calls. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Dad. Brandon. Hey. Bramble. Bramble, as you say. Yeah. Um, I want to say RIP Bud Grant um, from my hometown, Superior, Wisconsin. A legend from Wisconsin that just happened to make his way to Minnesota once again and, and bring them some relevancy. So, once again, RIP Bud, thinking about you. Us up in the 715, we'll uh, pour one out for you, buddy. Yeah, well, we, we definitely have learned that um, the Vikings really aren't much without the Packers. I mean, the only relevance they have are being rivals with us in that one time when Favre was their quarterback. Same could be said about the Bears. I mean, they did win a Super Bowl once and whatnot, and, but uh, in my lifetime, their relevancy is entirely dependent on the Green Bay Packers, and the Lions just are not relevant, so... <laughs> I mean, they did have Jamal, which made him kind of relevant, getting a bunch of touchdowns. So, yeah, I guess that holds up. Hey, how much longer are we all going to keep playing this game of, like, you know, has Rodgers had enough attention and has the media had had enough of giving him that attention? And, and like, this vicious circle that just happens every every single season? Because I, I, I've said before that I'm exhausted. Uh, it, we're beyond exhausted now. We're we're beyond it. Like I, I just I want him gone. So fucking dang it, it's not, missed it. It's not even funny anymore. Why'd you put a pause in there? Um, you know we're we're talking a, a guy in Aaron Rodgers who, growing up, was my favorite player, my favorite player of all time. Like that dude walked on water to me, and now I don't even like to look at his stupid face anymore. It, it's upsetting every time I hear his name. I want him gone so, so badly, and I want this all to be over with. And I, I want us to move on to the next chapter here. And most of all, I don't want to have to talk about it every day. I don't want to have to keep calling to, to vent to Packernet After Dark, which I'm thankful is here for me to vent to. But I feel like it's just we keep all calling in about the same shit. And it's old. It's old. None of us want to do it anymore. You know, we, we do it because we have to. Because it's the only news in the off season every year for three years now. I just... Ah, let's hope today is the day. Let's hope today is the day. I doubt it will be, but uh, let's hope he's, he's out of Monday, here. This is Monday, by the way. Go, Pat, go. Yeah, that was Monday. It didn't happen. Well, I don't know. I, I think I have a slightly different look on that. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that this is about attention. You know, I mean, it doesn't, the, the attention thing that, that is thrust upon him has really nothing to do with him. 
Now, is it possible he's dragging this out because he likes the attention? Maybe, but, I mean, he hasn't even done the Pat McAfee show. He could be doing a lot more media stuff. He's choosing not to. He could be on every single channel that exists. There isn't a podcast. There isn't a single network. There isn't a YouTube channel that wouldn't put his face on it. He could have tens of millions of views a second if he really wanted it. I don't think that's the goal. I think the attention is by virtue of how big he is and how big this decision is. Um, So I I don't necessarily ascribe to the idea that this is about him getting attention. Um, And as far as the annoyance of people giving him the attention, I mean, you already said you're, you're participating in it. So it's hard to, uh, it's hard to get too upset about people participating in it. So, I mean, it's, it's a little ironic in a way where it's like, Rodgers isn't really doing anything. He's just sitting somewhere. He's off in the distance. Nobody knows where he is. You can't see him. You can't hear him. He's not saying anything. He's not doing anything. And then there's a bunch of people in the room screaming about Aaron Rodgers. And then those people who are screaming about Aaron Rodgers are complaining about all the all the noise that's being made because of Aaron Rodgers. It's like, well, I mean, you could just stop screaming about Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, Nate, if you don't want to talk about Rodgers, let's not talk about Rodgers. Call in and talk about pizza. Talk about love, the quarterback, not the other thing that nobody wants to talk about. Let's talk about love. Isn't that a song? I gotta look that up. Celine Dion, that's not it. I think it's, I don't think the word is love. I'm, I'm quite positive the word's not love, but anyways. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my thought on it. And I, I, I don't mind it. I like that there's something to talk about. I don't want there to be nothing to talk about. I would like a resolution on this in particular, but... I mean, it is kind of playing out like a entertaining little drama. The only problem I'm having is it's really messing me up for the podcast. Like, genuinely, I, I'm... Maybe I should just stop thinking that it's going to happen and just not talk about it. But it's like, like you said, this is all everybody's talking about. If I'm just like, oh, so anyways, like, I was looking at 2022, like how much we were in three wide from four yards away and check this stat out. It's super crazy. It's like, dude, I don't freaking care. What's going on with Rodgers? Like, I don't know. I'm not supposed to talk about it. Talk about it too much. I don't know what to do. It's, it's, it's hard to look forward without clarity, I guess, is the problem. And, and I, I suppose we do have some clarity. And again, if we just pretend, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure we have pick 15, although maybe we're going to swap. You know, we're, we're not going to get 15 and 13. We're going to move up to 13 and then maybe get a second in addition or something. I don't know. I don't know that we're going to pick at pick 15. I don't know if we're going to pick at 13. I don't know any of our picks. I don't know any of our salary cap. I don't know what our needs are because I don't know who's on our team, who's staying, who's coming, who's going. I don't know anything. I don't know what our team looks like. Pretty sure Jordan Love is our guy, so I guess we could look into Jordan Love. Maybe we could start looking at some of the players that I'm pretty sure we're going to have moving forward. But otherwise, I don't really know what to do. I guess just talk about moves other teams are doing. Hey, let's talk about everybody else in the NFL that's participating in stuff while our team tries to figure out this one thing we're going to do this year. But otherwise, I don't care. I don't know. Maybe he likes the attention. I don't know. The the real test of that because again, I don't think that's the case, but a lot of most people I think do. The real test of that is going to be what happens after football. If he leaves football and is still like in the news constantly, then maybe there's something there. If he vanishes with minor exceptions to maybe popping in once in a while on Pat McAfee or whatever, then I don't really see it, right? If he's if he's relishing 
getting away from all the nonsense, then I think that that narrative was incorrect. Because he can stay in the media as long as he wants to. Hey, Ryan, it's Nate again. Hey. Um, wanted to call in and talk about something a little bit different. So, there you go. Um, the Bears trade, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other calls about this. And I had kind of said um, basically what I'm, I'm going to say on, on Twitter already. But I do I do think that the Bears won the trade, unfortunately. Um, I was really hoping they weren't going to trade away the first-round pick and they were going to, you know, bear it up and, and uh, you know, draft a fucking running back first overall or do something stupid like that, like they do. So I, it was unfortunate to see that. Um, I did say fleeced on Twitter. It's, uh, I know fleeced, it's a strong word. Maybe not right. I, I, I don't know. They They definitely won the trade. Um, I think as, as, as I said, you know, on, online that I think I say fleece because it was just because of the, this draft class. Like the Panthers traded, traded a lot, a lot away to move up in a class where these, these quarterbacks aren't like, you know, generational talents. There's no Trevor Lawrence in, in here. And I don't really think any of them are going to be, superstars in the NFL. Are some of them going to be okay quarterbacks? You know, they'll be like the Ryan Fitzpatrick's, uh, you know, the, the Kirk Cousins, you know, I'm sure they can be good, decent, you know, um, you know, be even be in the top 10, which isn't, you know, being like the 10th best quarterback isn't the most impressive thing in the NFL. There's only 30 something teams. Um, I'm getting off track. So basically, yeah, I, I think, in any other draft, if they would have done this um, and got DJ Moore, it would have been um, a lot more impressive, and it, it also would have been different for Carolina to trade up in any other draft. But I think because of how weak this class is, that technically the Bears got more than the Panthers did. That's just my opinion. Maybe uh, you guys think something else, but that's uh, I hate seeing Chicago make good moves. So go back up. Yeah, so I've already kind of given my opinion that I think it was an even trade, uh, maybe slightly in the Bears' favor. But again, um, as I, I wish I could find that, but as I had pointed out, teams trading up for quarterbacks overpay by a certain percentage, so even that would pretty much level it out. Um, but but I think there's two different ways of evaluating it. There's the way I'm doing it and the way you're doing it. So I'm starting from the baseline of this thing has a price. The question is, should you pay the price? And that's kind of where you're looking. And in, in your situation, trading back is probably always the right answer because these players suck. <laughs> so what's what's the point? Just trade back. If anything, trade back and get compensation for next year. Um, it's, it's kind of like the difference between, and I said this to somebody on Twitter, who was kind of having the same argument you were. I don't think I said this to you. I think I was saying it to somebody else, but it was the same argument basically. And and I said, you know, I think paying $500 for a pair of jeans is stupid, but that doesn't mean that paying $500 for a pair of jeans isn't the price. The price is $500 if you want them. And it's a fair price, but that doesn't mean it's the right purchase. That's not the best allocation of your resources. So the, the real question, the first question is, did they pay a fair price or did they overpay for the pick? The pick. And then if you can assess that it was a fair trade, then you say, should they have paid fair market value or overpaid or anything else? Then you can look at, well, you know, they were going for a quarterback or whatever, or the uh, the draft class sucks, 
whatever, fine. But obviously, that the other thing is the Panthers don't agree, right? So, I mean, you can call it a fleece because, you know, maybe it was a fair price or a slightly high price, but it's a stupid decision because it's a bad draft class. But the Panthers did it genuinely because they know who they want to pick and they think it's the quarterback of the future. So... If, you know, the, the the logic even from that standpoint is sound. So they paid a fair price. And if anything, they slightly overpaid, but they did it for a franchise quarterback. All the logic is there. The only question is, are they correct? And obviously, from your standpoint, they aren't. And I, I tend to, if I had to guess, which, I mean, it's a safe bet because obviously most of these guys don't pan out and end up being superstars. But um, I, I would probably guess that they're wrong. But... They've certainly looked at this much harder than I have and um, have their sights set on somebody that they believe could be a franchise quarterback. Now, there's also rumors that they may trade back because they like multiple quarterbacks. I hate that. It's one thing to say, dude, we saw this guy and he is legit. He's the guy. He will be our franchise. If you're telling me like, ah, there's two that are perfect. That, there's two guys that'll be franchise quarterbacks. Either one falls, it's fine. Now I feel like you're being a lazy idiot. You're telling me that this rare diamond in the rough gem this thing is that is so hard to find this thing that that franchises live and breathe empires rise and fall based on this one singular thing and you believe genuinely that you've identified it they have all the components everything you need to be a Patrick Mahomes an Aaron Rodgers a Josh Allen like this is it but also at the exact same time that we found this rare precious gem we found another one that's also the exact same thing. Amazing. It sounds to me more like you're being flippant about it. Like, yeah, I mean, they both got the, 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 if they trade back, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. There's no, there's no freaking way. Uh, if you're going to ask me to respect your um, scouting ability and your ability to find that rare diamond in the rough, this is it. This is my moment. As opposed to, hey, we're in a position to do it. Let's just go do it and get one of those guys that throws footballs. Like we actually have the compensation and we actually have a team willing to trade away that first spot and we can do it. So let's just go do it. Because you're, there's no freaking way that you found the perfect guy that's a perfect fit for your locker room, the intelligence, the arm strength, height, weight, measurable. Every single thing about it is perfect and a perfect fit for your scheme, especially considering these are different styles of quarterbacks. But you also, at the same time, don't care. You identified the perfect quarterback, and you're fine giving it away to another team and taking the other guy that's also the perfect quarterback. Give me a freaking break. Now I'm highly skeptical about your um, ability to identify that perfect piece. Now it kind of sounds like you looked at it and go, yeah, they, they seem fine. Pretty much any of them would be fine. It's one thing if that falls to you and you look at it and go, you know what? He's a good enough quarterback. I like him. Let's give him a shot. But to give away everything, because you've identified the guy, but also, you know, either of these two guys or three guys will be fine. So we, we're willing to trade back. Now it's like, no. Put it this way. If I'm the owner and the GM comes up to me and they're like, I, we, we identified the guy. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. Then, then let's move up. And then he says, oh, but, but check this out. Also, I was thinking we could even trade back because we actually, both of these guys, either one will be fine. I'm nixing the whole thing. Nope, never mind. We're not trading up. You're an idiot. Pack your stuff. We're getting a new GM. This is ridiculous. Freaking jag off. Get out of here. Did I answer your question? I don't remember what your question was. I'm sorry, Nate. 
I hope we had a conversation there that made sense. <laughs> but I got to move on. Hey, Ron, this is Terrell from Virginia. Hey, what's One up, man? Day, about 10 minutes to 2 p.m. Yep. Um, I'm happy that the Packers re-signed Keyshawn Nixon. Yes, sir. feel good. And I realized what's taking the decision so long. Um, I just got a phone call that Gutekind and Murphy been meeting with Shailene Woodley and Danica Patrick to try to figure out how to break up <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers. So that's what's taking them so long. And um, they're just trying to figure out what's the best way to do it. That's it. That was good, man. That was a good one. I don't know. I, I wish I had a witty comeback or a witty comment, but I don't. That was a good joke. That was funny. Uh, Nate, what are you mad about? Hey, Ryan, it's Nate. Um, I was listening to the podcast this morning, um, and I had to pause and call in because I had to ask, did, did you really not see Aaron Rodgers waiting until, like, the last minute before <laughs> free agency to, to like, make his announcement? Because I, I definitely saw this. Um coming i've been angry for months because i knew it was going to happen but i was like hey maybe he won't be an ass this time and maybe he'll he'll actually stop craving attention from everybody i don't i don't know where this attention craving comes from if uh he didn't get enough hugs as a child or what his problem is but yeah i i saw this coming and i think a lot of us saw this coming because it's it's every year at this point and good god i cannot wait until this man is in another state away from me so that I never have to deal with him again, except if the Jets happen to play the Packers. In which case I, I don't even care. I don't I don't care if he wins. I don't I don't care if he beats us. I don't want to look at him anymore. But uh yeah, just wanted to uh to check to see if you're hundred percent sure you didn't see that coming because every year man. Go Pat go. No, I thought it would be I think I was expecting two weeks before this. Maybe it was three. Um, and then I think two weeks before would have been when he did it last time. Or or one week before. Yeah, I thought it was going to be two weeks before free agency. And then when that didn't happen, I thought it would be, you know, the week before. Because that's how long it took last time. And yeah, now it's buttoned all the way up. Now, the, obviously, there's a massive amount of conflicting reports. Trey Wingo was brought on. Now that Trey Wingo seems like maybe he was correct instead of just being full of crap, um, I saw Ari Mirov brought him on his show, and he talked about it, and he says that the deal has been in place since Friday. Um, it's it's kind of weird the way that he said it. He I don't think he necessarily said that the deal's been in place since Friday, and Rodgers... In other words, Rogers' part has been done since Friday. That isn't necessarily what he said. He said a deal's been in place since Friday, and then he added in that Rogers isn't holding this up. So there's a big gap in time. It's possible the deal was done between the Packers and the Jets, and they were waiting on Rogers, and now they're not waiting on Rogers, and now there's further things that need to happen. In other words, they could have gotten word from Rogers today or yesterday or whatever. So the phrasing of that is a little bit. Um, even though obviously the implication is Rogers contacted them on Friday, but he didn't say that. So I just want to be very specific about what's being said. Um, and also there's the possibility that he doesn't exactly have all the details of how all this stuff works. But, um, it's funny because he said almost verbatim what I said on the show, that the Packers have to do their big tribute of everything. And the Jets have to do all their thing about pumping up Rogers and, Everybody has this big release, and he's even speculating that maybe it got pushed back because he leaked it, 
and now they got to kind of do all this stuff. I don't think that that's the case. But I think the the other big takeaway here, though, is that um, Trey also said that this may go into next week. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen because I don't think Rodgers would want to go on McAfee unless he had something to say. But I guess it's possible he could go on because, again, he'll what he can say is I have nothing to say about that right now. You know, there's no decision has been made. Um, we're still working through some stuff. I'm, I'm in communication with the teams and all this stuff. I have been for some time, you know, all the, the talk about me holding it up, you know, it's not true. I've been talking to the teams, whatever, which again, is it's not going to matter either way. He's going to pull that line. It's going to smack a bunch of guys in the face. Cause you have had reports from Ian and all these guys up until like what Tuesday or something saying that Rogers has not contacted them. So they're going to get directly smacked in the mouth about that. But the reality is, people like myself, people like Nate and everybody else, even if you contacted them Friday, you still took too long, right? The fact that this is taking as long as it did means that obviously you should have had this decision sooner because this is being dragged out. Um, and on top of that, it's also clear that part of the negotiation is Rogers and his list of demands, right? They're, they're working through some stuff. They got Lazard, but apparently he wants Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis too. We'll see what happens with that. But anyways, it, it, the point is, I'm I'm at the point right now, especially since every time I expected it, it doesn't happen. Now I feel like I'm pretty confident that we will not get an announcement today. And I shouldn't because Rodgers is on McAfee. But it's like he just said that he doesn't expect it to be done anytime soon. They, they've got a lot of stuff to work through still, right? So I don't know, man. I'm torn. I'm, I'm kind of 50-50, but I'm also kind of leaning toward he's not, which maybe is a good thing because every time I've said he will, he won't. So maybe if I say he won't, he will. But I'm kind of leaning toward like he's going to go on and he's doing it because he wants to set the record straight. He wants to go on, smack a bunch of people in the mouth and tell them, you bunch of idiots, everybody loves me and the team is fine with the timeline and we're incomplete. Everything's fine. Everything's good. You're all idiots. And then, uh, you know, but no decision has been made yet. And then watch everything completely melt into oblivion and um, then we continue this long wait. And I sit here still trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do to uh, facilitate a podcast because I have not figured that out yet. But anyways, it is way, way, way too late. I got to get going. I'm surprised my wife has not been blowing up my phone. We need to get up here and get the kids to bed. So um, have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.